0: In the summer of 1969, two 14-year-old Wirral girls named Anna and Nancy went to stay with Anna's grandmother, an old Welshwoman named Hilda Jones, who lived in a thatched cottage in a picturesque part of Wales, situated about 5 miles south of Abergele, on the outskirts of Llangernu, Conwy. One Sunday afternoon, Anna and Nancy came across an old gothic-looking church. In the churchyard, there stood a gigantic yew tree from behind this tree stepped a young man of about fourteen or fifteen years of age called Reese. He and the girls sat down and talked for much of the afternoon as Reese explained the history of the area. He said, My father says this churchyard is a very ancient place. Pagans used to come here to make sacrifices to something evil. And Rhys pointed to two large standing stones in the churchyard. He told how they were supposed to be part of a gateway to a magical, mysterious locale. He then told them about the thing that appeared from the ancient yew tree, the sinister entity that the local villagers named Angelistor, the recording angel of death. It wore a long black silken robe and stood in front of the church altar twice a year, around the end of July and on Halloween. The girls thought it would be romantic to go and meet Reese in the evening So they met him at around 11 o'clock that Thursday night on July 31st, 1969. A waning moon shone low in the sky and Rhys and Anna and Nancy were nervously giggling as they approached the church when they saw something very strange. A tall, dark figure emerging from between the trunks of the ancient yew tree. Nancy clung to Anna, trembling, and Rhys stood there with his mouth open, unable to speak. Anna started to cry. She was so scared. Then the three teenagers heard a deep, unearthly voice echoing inside the church. Only Rhys could understand the voice, because it was speaking in Welsh. The boy stumbled away from the churchyard with a girl screaming behind him, and all the way down the lane outside, he kept saying, It said my name. It said my name. The girls were hysterical. Up the lane came a woman in black. It was Anna's grandmother. She was livid and she reprimanded the girls for sneaking out the cottage and she told Rhys to go home. She'd be having words with his father in the morning. The next day, Anna and Nancy went home to Wirral. Anna received a letter from her grandmother a fortnight later. She said that young Rhys Davies had been killed in a terrible road accident in Wrexham.
1: Josh. Yes. This week, I thought we'd talk about something that I am almost 100% certain actually exists. Well, that's intriguing. It's not a myth. It's not a legend. It's actual physical evidence of the existence of the thing we're going to talk about today. Right. Okay. Unfortunately, (laughs) it doesn't really fit within the remit of a bestiary.
0: Okay. Because it's a tree. Ah. No, you you've got confused. We're doing the British bestiary and you've brought a tree. It's a very interesting tree though. Uh-huh. So I
1: thought you'd you'd be willing to stretch uh the definition of bestiary to include trees. Okay. Yeah, sure, why not. All so, are welcome. So we're going to talk about the yew tree, which is Taxus baccata <laughs> if you care at all. Um, okay. No, it, I do. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> So, yew trees exist pretty much across the globe in various species and sort of tribes. And wherever they're found, they tend to inspire myths. So, you know the the world tree uh, from oh, Norse yeah. mythology? Mm-hmm. That's a yew tree. Right. And the the divine tree of the gods in Japan at the Akimiya Shrine is a yew tree. So... There's always, wherever you go from from the Native Americans to Japan to the Norse, back to England, there's all these myths surrounding this one tree.
0: That is interesting.
1: Yeah, so that's sort of why I wanted to discuss them, because people clearly care. (laughs) In Britain, the most common place you'll see a yew tree, not the only place, but the most common place, would be in a churchyard. Right. Which, for quite a while was thought to be um, because they were planted there. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that the link isn't that simple. Because there's at least 500 sites in Britain where the yew tree in the graveyard predates the church it's next to. Ah, And there's some cases where the tree probably predates Christianity. Gosh, okay Ye- Yew trees are almost certainly The oldest living things in Britain Right And perhaps in Europe Although there's some Scandinavian trees that Are complicated We won't get into that Okay. So I read a, a an article by a Dendrologist called Alan Mitchell And he said most trees look Older than they are Except for yews which are even older than they look Which I thought was quite nice That is quite nice there's a, so sort of,
0: how how old are we talking?
1: We'll get there. Um, okay. <laughs> it, the, the problem with aging the yew tree is because they live a very long time, mm-hmm. and they produce new trunks. So the material you're looking at today, probably none of it was around when the tree first grew. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. So there's no easy way of dating it at all. No. But there's a yew tree in Fortingle, in Perthshire in Scotland,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and local legend suggests that a young Pontius Pilate played in its shade. Pontius Pilate being uh, the man who uh, caught Jesus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in Scotland. Yes, the 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 story goes that either he was born to a, a Roman soldier in Scotland or he went to Scotland with his parents as part of a a Roman detachment. Ah, uh, okay. Whether that's true is completely impossible yes. to establish, <laughs> but I thought it was pretty interesting. Gives an idea of how of how old we're talking here. Yes. Well, the the oldest estimate I've seen for a, the age of a British tree is 9,000 years old. Oh, but not a lot of people agreed with that, so two thousand years old seems like a fairly reasonable guess, yeah
0: um, I mean that's that's impressive. It's not nine thousand, but still, that's a while that's, that's That's an old tree. It's a very old tree. And partly due to
1: that longevity and their ability to produce new trunks even in advanced age, yew trees have a connection to rebirth, right. And then on the other hand, the fact that almost every single part of the tree is acutely poisonous (laughs) links it to death. Yes, okay. And then strengthening these links to rebirth and death are the fact that yew tree sap is deep red with a similar consistency to blood. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. If you look up pictures of this stuff, it's Remarkably similar to
0: blood. Yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense because I, I was going to really ask, you know, why is it that the yew tree has has is the one that so many cultures are picking up on? But you stick all that together, that's a pretty mysterious tree.
1: Yeah, it it, it the stories write themselves. Yeah. So the the Celts that inhabited Wales and Ireland, Cornwall, Scotland, had a language called Ogham, mm-hmm. which is a written alphabet comprised of straight lines in various configurations. It's also known as the Celtic tree alphabet which I think is wonderful. That's nice. And the letter I was linked to the U tree. hmm So, for example, there is the idea that the, uh, the Irish name for Ireland air comes from the same root as the word U.
0: No pun intended. What was the pun? Root.
1: Oh, Jesus. Oh, dear.
0: (laughs) Um, That's what I'm here for.
1: Thank you for your input. Uh, And that it might have been an island with a lot of yew trees. Right. Another thing, interesting thing about yew trees is because they produce these new trunks, as the old trunks die, you are left with a circle of yew trees. Oh, I see. Okay. Circles in folklore are often linked to... Um, portals or boundaries so there's a lot of stories that creatures can move through these circles of yew trees to get from their world to ours as a sort of doorway exactly, there's several stories about the um, the Welsh afterlife Annwn, being reachable through a yew tree oh right So this week, I thought we'd discuss two different Welsh myths about yew trees to sort of show the variety of ways that they're central to British folklore. Fab, let's do that. Right. I apologise for my very, very poor uh, Welsh pronunciation. (laughs) I'm not Welsh, but I'm going to do my best. So in the village of Hlangenu in North Wales, Mm -hmm. there's a church dedicated to St Degain which was founded by the saint himself in the 5th century. And the church was built so that a yew tree that was already ancient in the minds of the people that built it would stand in the graveyard. Working out the age of the tree is made even more difficult than usual because in the 90s, some very forward-thinking people built an oil storage tank in the middle of the tree. Excellent. And removed an awful lot of wood. Right but most estimates would put it at over 2,000 years old, possibly as much as Mm 4,000. So, according to local legend, on the evening of Samhain, or as you and I would know it, Halloween, Mm -hmm. at the end of October, and in the start of summer, when the barriers between our world and the other world are at their weakest, a booming voice can be heard emanating from the tree, reading the names of every member of the parish that is to die that year. Wow. Yes. And there's one famous story of the local village tailor, and I'm going to pronounce this just terribly, but... Go for it. Sean App Robert got drunk at the local inn, and spurred on by his friends, he burst into the church on Halloween. On opening the doors, he heard a deep voice reciting names. He ran through the village, screaming that he wasn't ready to die, but nonetheless... He was buried in Chlangenu churchyard that very year.
0: That's pretty creepy.
1: Then we have the story that we heard at the beginning of the episode where Rhys Davies died in a motor vehicle accident. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually managed to find any um, confirmation that that happened but the story is certainly told and that's interesting in and
0: of itself. That is interesting and obviously the, the fact that it's a motor vehicle accident dates it as not a long, long time ago Well, also the fact that the
1: story is dated to 1969
0: Oh yeah, th- th- I should know that Because I said the word 1969 when I read the story
1: Well yeah, but nonetheless <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fairly recent And the, yeah. the stories are still told And there is an element of tourism to Clangenu Because there is an awful lot of strange stuff that happens around there Right Another Welsh town where a lot of strange things occur is the town of Nevern, which is a, a well, it's a village in Pembrokeshire. Mm-hmm. Um And the the church in Nevern is the church of St. Brynack or Brynack And I just want to talk about St. Brynack for a bit, because he's really interesting. Okay. His full title is Brynack the Irish, the man who tamed beasts and was the master of two magical stags, a cow which produced a limitless supply of milk, and a tame wolf.
0: I'm so intrigued
1: what a what a character <laughs> yes he travelled from uh, ireland and travelled the globe taming beasts
0: that's amazing
1: but he's not a tree so we won't talk about him ah. so in the churchyard of st brinck there are a, a bunch of yew trees and one of them is pretty unique it's a very young yew tree only 700 years old
0: uh, a, a wee baby
1: well, yeah, indeed. It's, it's hundreds of years younger than the church. Mm. But nonetheless, it's acquired a whole bunch of folklore. Because there is one branch that was broken hundreds of years ago. No one really knows when, but it has been steadily oozing blood-red sap for hundreds of years. All right. You bleeding is a common and understood thing. Uh-huh. To the point that if you Google you bleeding, you'll find guides on how to stop your you from bleeding. Right, okay. It it happens when the tree's under stress or when it gets damaged, when it gets an infection. But this tree has been damaged for hundreds of years now. It It simply shouldn't still be bleeding.
0: It's still kicking up a fuss. Exactly. Right.
1: Now, why do you think this tree might be bleeding? And, luckily for you, you've got three answers here, so you're sure to guess it correctly. Oh, thank goodness.
0: Okay. What are my three answers? No, no, I want you to guess. Oh, I I get three. I, Sorry, I thought it was a multiple choice. No, I get to go three times. Well, no, no, I've got three correct answers here. Oh, right, gotcha. Okay, option one. Uh, it's still being stressed out. There's something living in it. It's got a family of... <laughs> uh moles well that that's hanging out. very detailed yep yeah. uh, it's <laughs> not correct unfortunately ah uh, okay um option 2 it's uh somebody's just coming along and it's it's a fake it's somebody is purposefully doing it and they're just uh putting red syrup over it i can't guarantee that that's not the case but that's not okay. one of the legends <laughs> that will be a
1: terrible legend The legend of the Um, Red Syrup Man is not something
0: I think we're going to be covering on this podcast. (laughs) Um, Okay, option three, it is in some way, is this too vague? It's cursed. Uh, You're bang on correct. Absolutely well done. Yay, I win.
1: So there is a folk story that I haven't been able to find too many details on, but there is a story that a monk was hanged from the tree for a crime that he didn't commit and that the tree bleeds in sympathy with him and will continue to bleed until justice is served. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's dark, but yet it's it's yeah. interesting. On the subject of another man who was killed unjustly, perhaps, mm-hmm. some people say that it bleeds in sympathy with Jesus. Oh. And will bleed until the end of days. Oh wow, okay Um, And then similarly Some people say that the tree will bleed Until world peace is achieved It's a very nebulous tree (laughs) And then unsurprisingly um, Some people say that the tree Bleeds for the loss of Welsh royalty And it will only stop When a Welsh prince rules from Neven Castle Sure So yeah, maybe it's cursed or maybe it's just a very sympathetic tree, yes so Josh, yeah, this is a question that I doubt has ever been asked before mm-hmm do you think you're at risk from you trees? <laughs> Call this
0: number okay. um, <laughs> I suspect that'll well, be quite a quiet line <laughs> um well i I, I didn't didn't think it before uh, To be honest I'd never given the subject Of, of tree uh, hauntings Much much thought um, And yeah To be honest As long as they don't They're not saying my name Well that's they, it, they're, they're, more, they're more foretelling Of the future aren't they In, in option, yes. option A No um, uh, Rather than necessarily The Angolistore doesn't
1: it. kill you It yes. simply lets you know That you're going to die
0: which, if anything, it's quite a useful service. It seems like everyone that hears the voice
1: does end up dying, so I don't know if it's a yes. bad omen. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I didn't um, mention, because I wanted to focus on Welsh yew trees, is that mm. in Scotland, yew trees are often found near healing ponds. All right. So perhaps if you hammer a penny into the trunk of a yew tree that's
0: near a pond, you might get healed of your sickness. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so... I I'm getting the feeling they're quite nice. They're either they'll tell you if you if your time's running out, which is good to know. Mm. You know. Um uh, plan ve- ahead. Very sympathetic. Um they're very sympathetic you know, they're just upset about either world peace, Jesus, or a monk. Or Welsh royalty. Or Welsh royalty. Or, you know, it's Scotland's case, they're they'll they'll heal you. So overall I hope to meet one. Well good. Risk is low there. I feel. Yeah,
1: it's made even lower by the fact that it is once again a tree, and Mm -hmm. cannot find you. (laughs) Famously sedentary are trees. They are. Um. Well, thank you very much for having this little tree chat with me. Thank you. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Wherever you can find podcasts, chances are you can hunt us down. And if you could leave us a review, that would be really, really handy. Otherwise, we're on Facebook and Twitter. You can get in touch. Let us know what you think we should talk about. But I've been Neil Whitehead. I've been Josh Ogle. And this has been A British Bestiary.